Most of them are gay, <laughs> Rodrigo Duterte calls on the Catholic Church to allow its useless priests to have boyfriends. <laughs> <laughs> he the claims that almost 90% of them are gay. <laughs> yep, uh, I agree with that. That sounds like a reasonable statistic. It's like, endorsed by Cynic Empowerment. It's, Robert Duterte's quotes. I feel like it's one of those things where it's like, if you throw enough paint on the wall, eventually you're going to get something right. And that's kind of Duterte in a roundabout way. He's, he's saying very liberal things. Are we trying to make like a, like a mural? Are we trying to paint the wall? Are we trying to make a masterpiece? I mean, like <laughs> it's, I guess if you throw enough paint on the wall, yeah. you get any one of those things, as long as you stop at the right time. Right. Yeah. Oh, of course. So yeah. as of right now, what is Duterte? Is he like, is he like a Michelangelo or is he like a Hitler? You know, because depending on where you stop. I mean, Hitler was a painter, so I mean, fuck. <laughs> yeah, he's probably in that vein, that vein of talented uh, artisans. He's he is a, a a great orator of our time. Cynic empowerment. Last time on Cynic Empowerment. <laughs> I don't want anybody to misrepresent our stances, Jimmy. I mean, like, dog meat is tasty under the right condition. I just don't like being wet. That's the only time I've ever tried dog. I mean... Hello, I'm a stranger. Let's discuss gender politics. Right. <laughs> Could you give us an example of what that would sound like? Yeah, it's a very delicate. It's a very delicate ice pick stabbing. Yeah. <laughs> Welcome, everybody. This is Cynic Empowerment. My name is Jimmy Horn. And I am Tim Carpenter. Welcome, everyone. Thank you for joining us on this very special episode of Cynic Empowerment. Mm -hmm. We're going to talk about some some serious stuff here. I hope that uh, you can look through some of this uh, very morbid and, and sad content and find with us the silver lining. It's really what we do for you guys, and I hope you guys damn well appreciate it. It's a gift. We're doing God or some other extraterrestrial beings work here. You think that God's an extraterrestrial, Jimmy? I'd like you to expand on that a little well, bit. Well, he's not here on Earth as evidence yeah. that you can't see him. So yes. extraterrestrial, Boom. you know, anything. <laughs> That's how... Not here. <laughs> Outside of the Terra. Yeah, I mean, by the metaphysical definition of what an extraterrestrial is, I think that you could probably define the Judeo-Christian Hebrew God as an, alien. an extraterrestrial, even if he was omnipresent based on the fact that he doesn't reside exclusively on Earth. But then you would also have to ask the question, are astronauts extraterrestrials because they don't solely reside on planet earth Mm. you know what i mean uh i'm picking up what you're putting down okay uh so (laughs) (laughs) on to what we're actually talking about today we are not going to discuss religion we're not going to discuss extraterrestrials instead we are going to discuss our robot overlords the inventions gone wrong and a lot of other sad shit that has to deal with technology. 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 Uh, of course, it goes without saying 
as I prefaced uh, just about every episode, we, of course, are experts in this field, yes. like we are every other topic that we discuss. And we want you to know that you can use us as a primary source for your doctoral thesis. You can quote us in everyday conversation. And you sound baller when you do. Baller. <laughs> so I'm trying it out, okay? I'm trying it out. I had a brother-in-law that used it a lot, and he sounded pretty damn cool. So <laughs> I'm trying it out. How does it? How sound old were you when he sounded cool to you? Baller. Uh, I was uh, a lot older than I'm willing to admit on air. <laughs> so I'm not going <laughs> to say. You weren't like 10 or 12. <laughs> you were older than that. <laughs> I was yeah, that, because that's the cutoff. Point. Yeah, that's funny. for for thinking that a phrase like baller is actually like, cool. Man, he says it man, a lot. he he just keeps using that same word in every sentence for good things, bad things, and that, the context doesn't really seem to matter. But damn, he's so cool when he says it. Yeah, he's like, man, you hear about those like those fucking robots, those hitchhiker bots, baller. It's like, okay, on one hand, I think you're totally right. Like the ability. For a robot to be able to communicate with humans to the degree that it is able to travel cross country, well, <laughs> specific countries, yeah. right? Like, and not just any country. It has to be a polite country, right. a, uh, a, a a politically correct and uh, empathetic community of peoples willing to see that our robot overlords are just trying to reach out. And make contact. Yeah, it's almost as if these places that have more sophisticated systems to create a safety net for their citizens creates a more empathetic society, not only amongst the citizens and how they treat one another, but also in how they treat stranger robots. That's right. Wait, stranger. I don't know exactly what you mean by that, but I don't. Well, not not robots that are more strange, but robots that are indeed strangers. As since okay, so what Tim and I are talking about is there was this. This is a this was a few years ago, uh, 2015, but we're making it relevant. It was this hitchbot that was created by this group in Canada, where essentially the whole premise of the idea was this fun it was it's basically a pixar movie but real life they created this this robot that was able to have basic conversational skills and it would have a sign on it that said specific location or bust so if you were in i don't know ontario canada maybe it would say quebec or bust or toronto or bust and through the series of people that found it would give it a ride and then drop it off in a safe location for the a next random person that finds his robot that would say Quebec or bust and then would give it a ride and it was able to have a successful tour in not only Canada going around visiting lots of cool and fun places but also in Germany where it was successful and treated with much love and care that's pretty cool of them uh one question what does it mean to say a, a certain location or bust? What, what, what does that come I from? I don't know where it comes from. I just know it's associated with hitchhiker bust. culture where you, you, you just imagine like some dude on the side of the road with their thumb out with a sign around their neck that just says <laughs> yeah I, I guess i guess it's a, i think the or bust is saying that I'm, I'm either going to get there or i'm going to die trying it's <laughs> there's no giving up i need to get to location x it's so like bust meaning like i'm gonna die if i yeah. don't like i yeah. will 
Bust into flames. <laughs> bust. Uh, that's more like burst. So like, uh, it doesn't even work. No, it doesn't. That's bullshit. I think that that's why it didn't. Not make to bust it. your balls, Tim, but. Oh. <laughs> okay. Got me. <laughs> Got him. So yeah, it, it made it. Uh, it made it through Germany. Yeah, yeah it, it may, yeah successfully got from location A to location Z, and I think it also periodically will take pictures, kind of like you would imagine a Mars rover would do, just taking pictures of its adventure and all the things it got to do, and then they thought, hey, it was successful in Canada, it was successful in Germany, why don't we have a nice fun trip? In the United States of America, it's a large country. It could be a really long road trip. We'll start in New York, New York, and we'll try to get to San Francisco and see how it goes. And it's so yeah. the article that I'm reading says that it attempted to cross the United States from Boston to San Francisco. Boston, New York City. What's the difference? Potato, potato, or bust. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Some some so, place. It's somewhere in New England, right? Like somewhere in the northeastern United States, which just goes to show, like it didn't it didn't make it at all. Well, well, it, where did it get to? I don't think we even said how far it got. Oh my! Let's see. Of all the places in the United States, which one represents the most harm to some poor little hitchhiking robot? I don't know. I think it was the same location that had to fucking grease their light poles during the last Super Bowl so they didn't climb up the goddamn light poles. <laughs> yes, I'm referring to Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. That was uh, August 1st, 2015. So this robot had been decapitated <laughs> in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. They There was a photo that was tweeted. I guess that's how they knew that it was decapitated. It was like that's when like it went black. Kind it of was thing. one of those those videos from the Middle East where they see them decapitating the Western reporters and stuff like that. Essentially, it was a picture of that, but it was a robot just chopped up to bits. Yeah, that's pretty terrible. Why would they do this, Jimmy? Just some fucking sociopath that doesn't understand, <laughs> has no joy in their life. I I really don't know. I. I it would it'd be one thing just to leave the robot and not help it move along, just decide that you don't want to play part in the fun game that is getting the robot from location A to location Z. But I feel like it's an entirely different thing to decide like, hmm, I'm not not only am I not going to help this robot get to where it's trying to go, but I'm going to take the extra step and murder its ass. <sighs> That's it's kind of despicable. Just just a poor little Wally trying to make its way in this lonely world. And it just goes to show that America is an awful, horrible place. I don't fucking know. Absolutely terrible. Although robot, robots are literally the answer to all problems that we have as a human. Pretty much. Like if we want to figure out how to be able to uh, keep our, our citizens safe while simultaneously doing all their work for them automation is certainly key and uh everybody essentially becomes glorified uh mechanical engineers at that point right right because you could even make robots in order to do that like i mean as long as you have like if you've reached critical mass of uh, uh of of uh inventive uh uh aptitude then mm -hmm. 
you, you never have to worry about it ever again. Uh, in fact, like we can uh, we can look a little bit farther into the future, past this 2015 uh, point in, in time. There was a, another robot called the Nightscope robot. Have you heard of this one? No, I have not. It looks kind of like uh, the robot off of uh, what's that TV show that everybody likes? It's English. It's had a bajillion seasons. It's about a time travel. Oh, yeah, no, it's the Doctor Who. Doctor Who, Doctor Who, the, the, the bad guy, the bad guy bot. Oh, it's the like, bad robot. It's the... like a, looks like an egg that's flat on the bottom. Yeah. Right. So the Nightscope robot is a security bot. Fantastic. Okay. Like. How could this go wrong, right? Nobody's ever seen 2001 A Space Odyssey. Um, <laughs> Wait, so as a security robot, how does it perform security functions? How does it keep the populace safe from a security standpoint? By watching them. Just watching? By watching. So if someone starts stabbing someone and starts screaming, I need help. Someone call 911. It just, it just call 911. Can it do that? Or deliver them a pizza one. I'm not exactly sure. It might have. Might have dual function. You know, you don't want anybody stealing those pizzas either. And you got to have a, a, you know, a relatively large cavity <laughs> within the bot to be able to dispense said pizzas. What? How would that help anyone? Just what? double down. You know, like w- nobody would ever mess with the pizza boy anymore if it was also the same person who would fucking arrest you. Right? <laughs> Wait, Wait, I'm so saying, confused about this analogy. <laughs> Knock, knock, motherfucker. Here's your pizza. Here's your fucking pizza. <laughs> Clear. Got a fucking warranty to search your house. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what is this? It's like stripper pizza delivery boy cops. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> I, I tip extra. I've got an arrest warrant and in pizza. Uh, so, like, y- you ask, like, what exactly... Uh, you know, why, why would these people actually be deterred by having a bot that could only watch them, right? And I think, I think the answer to that lies within security cameras in general, right? So if you have... So it's uh, a glorified security camera. It's a security camera of legs. It moves around. It moves around and it knows where to go, right? <laughs> so that's so wait, so it's a, it's a Roomba with a camera. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Or, or it could very well be remote controlled. It seems like this is remote automatic. controlled. So some asshole's got to waste his time fucking. So <laughs> move I think it. It'd be the... great. I think it'd be great. Like I would, I would play all kinds of jokes on people. It, instead of having the security guard walking around who can actually facilitate and do things and get stuff done, we're gonna have this worthless egg robot with some asshole controlling it in a room somewhere. You'd have to wait. Like have a way to get attention to people, and like, and you of course you could include like a super expensive microphone in there so you could have conversations with people, or you could just have like you know those little foam discs. They have like the two motors and like they're little guns, and you like shoot them out at people. You know what I'm talking? What? About? There's like these like a little Nerf toy. guns. It's not a Nerf gun, although a Nerf gun would be a pretty good idea, but it's not. It doesn't hurt as bad. Like it's even less. Uh, invasive than a nerf gun if you can imagine such a thing okay and it goes farther it's like there are these little foam discs about the size of a half dollar if any of you guys know what a half dollar is yeah and there's a little there's like a little like hole in the middle of it and oh yeah 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 into this okay yes you know what i'm talking about yeah now i know i finally shooters right you put one of those inside of it and then whenever you see somebody doing something bad you just like very sneakily have 
uh, Roomba Nightscope Bot 3000, roll up behind them, and then just start pegging them with these little these little discs. You know, like, hey, stop so would help. Stop I've been stabbed. Murdering, you know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you think it would work? No. Okay. Absolutely not. What do you think they do to the bot? What? The bot? Just fucking push it over and run away. <laughs> well, okay. Just... Well, I think that would probably be sufficient because it doesn't really seem like it has any way of getting back up. Right? Mobility is key. And if it only has like a couple of casters on the bottom, it seems like this particular uh, robot weighed about 300 pounds. So Jesus. It, but it's it's like uh, like based on the pictures that I'm seeing of it, it's almost six feet tall. Like it's a big ass bot. So that okay. that center of gravity is probably not just in the base. If you got to run yeah. and start, you could kick that fucker over. Yeah. Okay. I still don't understand the usefulness of this robot. Why? Why do you bring up this asshole shit robot? Because it was. It found itself on the receiving end of a drunken attack. Oh really? Yeah. Somebody thought that they needed to fucking kill it. I, I don't know. It does. It doesn't really make a whole lot of sense. Like this person was just like they were drunk, and they just like fucking went to town. Okay. Ba 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 ba, and they put it right out of commission. Which is really sad because they don't they don't recognize that like unmolested, these uh these robots could be the future, could uh, save us as a human race, you know. Maybe I don't know. I I feel more sad about Hitchbot. Some reason having creepy perv bot, you know, staring at me but not really able to help me in if anything actually went seriously wrong. Mm-hmm. I, I feel less empathy towards uh pervy security robot. Oh, it's not so pervy, man. If all it's doing is watching, it's just an overglorified peeping tom just going around <laughs> staring at It could shit. be shooting foam discs at people, you know? Yeah, which we've already established would be a completely worthless function for a security robot. What if What if you're like, uh, what if it's something more simple? Like, what if the robot will, like, open your blinds or uh, find music for you? Uh, Sounds nice. Automatically, you know, voice activated. But what if? Are we talking about? We are talking about the ones we've already got in our homes. <gasps> Wait, which? One? I don't know which one are you talking about. Which, I don't know. There's name? a there's a there's a billion of them now. There's the Amazon one, the Amazon Echo, and there's a shit ton of other brands now that are all releasing like the same exact thing. What? Am- Amazon? Amazon? Amazon Echo? Yeah, that's the one that my dad was not about. He's a neo luddite. I, I mean, if he, I discussed this on a previous episode. Well, we've already established that they can listen to you even when they're not being necessarily used, because that's how they work. They're always listening, always waiting for you to say, "Hey, insert whatever shit face or whatever other name you you give your." But uh, it typically has a name, right? It's like um, they do, but I think. Damn it, yeah. Alexa! Alexa, yeah, there you listen go. to me. No, that's yeah. not the song I wanted to play, Alexa. It's like, yeah. Alexa, uh, playing, um, you know, Boys of Summer or something. I was like, no, I didn't want the fucking song. Like, please. <laughs> exactly. Every Alexa, tell me a joke. What? Alexa, tell me a joke. Alexa has jokes? Yeah. It's got all kinds of air quotes, hidden, other feature shit you can make it do hidden features it's just because nobody took the time to get to know it it's actually really sad alexa get to know me better 
<laughs> get to know me better human yeah we used to have an amazon uh, echo uh, but my roommate got tired of it because you could make phone calls through to it to have whoever set it up so basically we would just <laughs> kept use it to solely call my roommate and bug him at inopportune times so <laughs> <laughs> It wasn't really very beneficial for him, and it was his Alexa, so I think he gave it to a family member that wanted one. That's pretty great. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, so how did the conversations usually go? Uh, I don't. I can't even remember. It was really funny at the time. That looking back on it, it seems really dumb. Just no. be like, "Hey Alexa, call Evan." <laughs> he would be in call the Evan. other room and receive a phone call. And yeah. then be like, <laughs> got him. Yeah, exactly. Like, got him. <laughs> got him. <laughs> that's why he's. That's why he's like one of our few people that actually communicates with us via our our social media and tells us how shitty we are. It's because yeah, you. tells us to eat butts. Oh, he, it be, it's because so much of his free time was freed up due to the fact that it, you know that Alexa was doing all the shit for him. Yeah, yeah, she's so great, and you still like just. Treated her so flippantly, Jimmy. She was great. I know. She could still be in your life. She could have performed a higher function instead. I just used her to torment my roommate. Right. Alexa, what is love? <sighs> I'll tell you what love is, Jimmy. Bow, 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 bow. Psh, bow, bow. <laughs> I don't know where I'm going with that. But... So are you ready to embrace our robot overlords taking over, Tim? Oh, hell yeah. Always have been. In fact, uh, robot overlords, if you would like to reference our previous podcast, I think that you will uh, appreciate the fact that I have always been in favor of such things. And I'm certainly not trumping this, okay? I, I, I'm not, like, saying one thing and then doing another. Like, I'm 100% always on board. You guys do what you do, and I will sit by and enjoy the fruits of thy labor. Yeah, you know, I uh, I think I'm on board, too. I think there might have been a time I would have been suspicious and weary. But I, uh, as the previous couple stories we talked about has already proved that we should not have any faith in humanity. So we might as well have some hopefully good human beings put some good coding in these robots to make sure that they are consistently good and beneficial for all of society. Yep. I, I like to think of it that way. I mean, like, the intelligent members of our society are already kind of controlling it in a way. So, I don't know. Maybe just, like, uh, just let them do their thing. I don't know. You sure, that. Tim? You sure? All Only intelligent members are leading it's, society? Is that do, the way it works? We live in a true meritocracy, okay? So, like, the people who are most deserving of the world's wealth and all of its nice things are the people who work the hardest and are the most brilliant. Right? Is that a was that a like a, a glass that I heard you just putting down? Did you just like drug a fifth of whiskey? Yeah, I, I was I was actively chugging as you were speaking because I, I I'm not even going to. Oh, man. I didn't even have that much time to to talk, and you just like you downed it. That was, I mean, hey, it's understandable because what I was saying was complete and utter total bullshit. So bullshit. Oh, Justified. Yeah. I mean, I could start talking about it, but then I would just go down this rabbit hole of talking about how we live in a plutocracy based on the fact that the most wealthy individuals around like 100 years ago, you can kind of trace their money to the people that are still extremely wealthy today. It's just 
passing hands one generation to the next, and uh, it's probably never going to stop. Never going to stop, yeah. Cool. Uh, well, if uh, some of our listeners, if any of you would like to know more about that particular subject, uh, then you should research it somewhere other than this podcast. But we would like to talk about it, and if you would like us to rage a little bit, uh, let us know. And we'll discuss that topic in more detail for you. Yeah, yeah we hate rich people, and we love talking about it. Mm-hmm. That's right. Oh, yeah. What else do we love talking about, Jimmy? We love talking about uh, people of color and disenfranchised individuals having their land and culture raped and pillaged by the West, especially with their man-made creations such as nuclear bombs. Wow, that, that took a turn. Uh, nu- nuclear bomb, bomb. What? 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 I, I, I was expecting more like a John Smith kind of thing. You know, like we come in. You know, Pocahontas is like all welcoming and stuff, but they end up just raping the land. I don't know something. Yes, something like John that. Smith. But, hey, <laughs> nuclear weapons test. That's a whole nother level. Hey, I mean, we're all about it, right? You, if you got a new shiny toy, you got to make sure that the toy works, and when that toy. <laughs> It's a nuclear bomb. The only way to check to see if it works is detonate them. That's so you like, got to find places to detonate them. Mm-hmm. It's like you having, got bikini uh, bottom. I guess the closest that I've ever gotten to like feeling that is has been like uh, going across the border. I used to live in Kentucky, going across the border to Tennessee and uh, buying some illegal fireworks. And you know what? Illegal fireworks are only fun if they're when, illegal. When you're <laughs> Well, yeah, I mean, that's 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 half the battle, but they're only fun when you're using them, right? Because just yeah. in the bag, Wait. it's like anticipation. Like, it's just like, ah, I gotta gotta fucking blow up a bunch of inanimate objects, you know? <laughs> yeah. You, you just think, like, what can I strap these things to? <laughs> what kind of indigenous peoples can I blow up with my M80s? God damn it. You know? That's what <laughs> yeah. I'm thinking. Yeah, so basically, uh, in this case, we're going to be talking about the British military using their nuclear weapons. So essentially, to the British military, uh, these nuclear bombs were the equivalent of some illegal fireworks to Juvenile Tim. (laughs) This was their equivalency of uh, illegal fireworks. You know it. That's totally right. Uh so yeah, if you actually did want to go into this topic uh, from a professional standpoint, uh, you could. Which is the only standpoint we. That's right. Know the only standpoint we look at. If you wanted to actually like you know read some books or something about it. Wait, what's that? <laughs> uh, <laughs> it was a uh, book. Britain, Australia, and the bomb. Maralinga, Australia's nuclear waste cover up, and my Australian story: atomic testing, the diary of Anthony Brown. I thought my Australian story was a, a romantic book. One of the, well, you know, those ones that have the illustration of the shirtless man on the front, but it was a shirtless man and a kangaroo with lipstick. Uh, yeah. Well, I mean, that's that's what they're into down there, right? I thought that's what my Australian story was about. In the land down under, uh, I could I could believe that just as well. In the fact, kangaroo is a, definitely a power bottom. Well, My Australian Story is a series of historical novels for older children published by Scholastic Australia, which might as well be smut novels, right? Yeah, it's the same. 
Yeah, I'm I'm pretty sure it's the uh, the analogy. Like it definitely. I've been to the Scholastic <laughs> Book Fair when I was in elementary school. I know what they're about. Yeah, they they're all about idiots. pencils that can bend weird. Yep. And other worthless bullshit. Big erasers, holographic uh, bookmarks. <laughs> yeah. The works. No words. Some great stuff. It's yeah, it's just a money making campaign. Like I don't how much of that does even go to the school? I don't know. Honestly, lotto tickets probably have more money go to the schools <laughs> in Kentucky than the fucking book fair. Oh man, I love lotteries. They're great. Um you know, a whole lot of losers. Sounds hey, fantastic. You, you know, I used to be angry because essentially all auto tickets do is take money from the poorest of American society and, and you know, consolidate it to whoever owns the fucking lottery. But uh, thousands of dollars do get donated to uh, the public school system. So, uh, you know what? If you're going to make the poor decision to buy a lotto ticket, <laughs> I guess... The schools can benefit from it. I don't fucking know. You know what? If if you're gonna if you're gonna rape and pillage a village, you know you might as well just fucking kill all of them, anyways, because you're doing them a favor. Wait, uh, no, it would have been you, you. You might as well. Is that how a strong? I don't. Man? Is that how strong thr- man rate? Uh, yeah, that's a strong man argument. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. You you, you, you got to at least throw a couple fishes to the bears or something <laughs> that would be a more equivalent argument i guess i don't fucking know so the british conducted these experiments in the pacific ocean at malden island wait which specific ocean the specific ocean <laughs> you know the one is there another no <laughs> Good God, you need to have some kids so you can make these jokes to your children. Oh, yeah, you're right. Oh, my God. All right, so the two places we're talking about, Malden Island and this one's this one's going to be a little harder to say, uh, Kiritamati? Wait, are those both in Maralinga? Wait, is this a different thing? Oh, okay, so this this is this is leading up to it. So we're talking about the sites okay. in which this this was conducted, right? Okay. So testing the specific the specific ocean, uh, and Malden Island and Kiribati, <laughs> uh, which at the time, and this was 1952 to 1957, was known as Christmas Island, not to be confused with Christmas Island in the Indian Ocean. Okay. Uh, oh yeah, I totally. <laughs> Oof, I got those two mixed just up case, all the time. Just in case all you were worried time. about it. Mm-hmm. Now, uh, these were considered air bursts, uh, so they occurred over water or were suspended a few hundred meters above the ground by a balloon, which seems like it would actually be more devastating in terms of fallout because you have all of these wind patterns that are going to take the particulate from the explosion and disperse it over a wider area, right? That's worse, right? Yeah, you – yeah. Why would you not want to? Why would you not want to just like I don't know, build some kind of like underwater weird bunker net thing and just like set them off underwater? Can you just I, measure it the same is, way? Is that an option? Eh, why not? And even but then you would wait. <laughs> what I don't know if that's an option because uh, I I just I just don't know I don't know yeah uh, no. but 
then you'd have to consider all the sea life that would be affected by being exploded. So I think it's just a lose-lose. No matter where or when or how you're going about trying to explode a nuclear bomb the safest way possible, I think at the end of the day, there's just really no such thing as a, a completely safe way to blow up a nuclear bomb because someone's going to get affected somehow. The fallout's going to get blown somewhere where it's not supposed to go and affect people. It's going to always ruin wherever it is exploded. The, the, the environment in which it explodes is going to put radiation in the ground. Uh, rain can move it around other places. There's a, What do you think? I, I th- yeah. yeah. There's, there's, there's no way out. Like You have to understand that there's going to be inherent danger involved. When you're mm-hmm. using this type of weaponry, yeah, there's just no way to get around it. There's no safe way to do it because it's so fucking dangerous. Yeah. No way to do it. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. So those are the two locations uh, in the Pacific Ocean. But in Australia, there were three separate sites. And the test okay. was, of course, uh, carried out in the earlier portions uh, uh, of of their uh, their testing tenure uh, from 1953, and these actually lasted until 1963. Uh, so we have uh, Emu Field. Clever. <laughs> <laughs> yep, Emu Field. Uh, the Montebello Islands. And then the Koala Jungle. And the Koala Jungle. You're totally right. Uh, then Maralinga. 1957. Uh, so I think the most obnoxious part about these tests is what they named some of the trials. Okay. Uh, Hit so, me. Okay. So one, first and foremost, the one that stands out to me, Tim's. T-I-M-S. <laughs> and I, I take personal offense <laughs> at that particular name because I do not want it to be associated with a bit of mass destruction. On the other hand, we have... What do, what, do you think there was like a nerdy like scientist whose name happened to be Tim? Yeah. Or maybe someone that was a part of the, the scientific community that was working on the specific test Jim. in Australia. And <laughs> I want to name it Tim because I'm powerful. Man. Yeah, I'm so strong. I make big explosions. That's ah, dumb. Why would you want to be named after that? That's so silly. Especially when like the other names are so pandering and terrible. Okay, so the only relatively good name for one of these trials, rats. That's that's pretty good. Uh, so, yeah, it seems about right. Rats. Bane of existence, awful. Yeah, it's an expletive for things going wrong, like perfect. Right, yeah, that's good. I mean, some people have rats as pets, which is a whole other <laughs> weird thing. But, but you wouldn't want to have an atomic bomb as a pet. <laughs> That's fucking oh. that dumb. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm going to argue with that, Tim. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> I've right, got so a counter argument. When we get to the when we get to these ones that kind of bother me, uh, a, a couple towards the latter end of their uh, their their testing schedule in the 1950 uh, 1959 through uh, 1963, almost mm-hmm. all these were known as uh, either the Vixen A or Vixen B test. There's some sexy bombs. bombs. Sexy, yeah. (laughs) They should not be named anything that elicits feelings of romance. I just want to put that bomb in some sexy lacy lingerie and (laughs) 
I'd like to take her out to a nice dinner and, uh, you know, maybe buy a bottle of wine, but not be pushy about it, you know? Like, if she wants to finish it, uh, if not, otherwise, we'll, uh, we'll take it back to my place and, uh, you know, we'll, uh, we'll sit on the couch and we'll talk about this and that and, uh, slowly I'll, uh, I'll put my arm around her and uh, then remember, she's an atomic bomb. You don't <laughs> name them that. It doesn't make any sense. Uh, but the worst one, the worst one of all, kittens. I, and I'm just going to I'm gonna let that sit for a little bit. Has anybody, has anybody ever interacted with kittens? <laughs> Fragile little cute fuzzy little kittens. Yeah, like how how – sad would it be to have your entire culture destroyed by something called a kitten right like yeah to blow up a city i mean in all honesty isn't that kind of like one of the the main issues with humanity today like i've got a cat in my house right now and all it does is just like suck the life force right out of me where is she where is she (laughs) get over here kitty get over here see she doesn't even come when i call why is that? <laughs> <laughs> Why is that? Uh, She's obviously just as awful as an atomic bomb. Yep. That's, that's what we're getting at. That's right. Just as dangerous. So that's that makes a lot of sense. You know, what else would you call an atomic bomb other than kittens? Ugh. Kittens, puppies. This we should just give them even more pandering name. Just call them like Goo Goo's, Gaga's. Yeah. <laughs> some, yeah, some kind of like baby talk <laughs> bullshit. Uh, just like a, a bomb. This is a big blowy bomb. It's a big bomb. Yeah. It's a bomb. It's It's a scary bomb. It's pretty obnoxious. So, what what happened to the inhabitants, Jimmy? Okay, so essentially they went to the most barren wasteland because basically uh, as far as australia is concerned the only parts that matter are its coastal regions on the eastern part that's where all of the uh not natural wildlife but foliage i guess you could say where all the trees and water and where it's easiest to say life are so that's where the majority of the population is and then there's the badlands which is just basically the rest, anything that isn't the east coast of <laughs> Australia, just everything west of that is just trash country that no one cares about. Ah, and so by virtue of that, anyone that lives there is also trash and doesn't isn't considered a uh, human being, even though there were were and still are Aboriginal or Native Australians, the original inhabitants that live out there. And so when they dropped these bombs out there... They happened to kill some kangaroos, as bombs do. Bombs kill things. Yeah. And what happened is these aboriginals um, who witnessed this bomb, and, and just keep this in mind, these aboriginal people had zero contact with the West and Western technology. They had never talked to a Westerner, never interacted, didn't, didn't know anything about them uh for all they knew they didn't exist and their first interaction with the west were these nuclear bombs and so they believed that when they found these dead kangaroos and saw this giant explosion they thought that it was a gift from the spirits they were like hey you guys work so fucking hard out here living your fucking dirt life in the badlands how about we give you some free 
freed kangaroo. Freed kangaroo on spirit, <laughs> insert spirit name here. Yep. And they were so happy and so grateful that they um, nom, 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 made up all those kangaroos. They ate all that, every single last one. They even came pre-cooked. It was so exciting. And <laughs> Extra crispy kangaroo. Extra crispy. Why is it glowing? <laughs> it's a, The spirit's still on it. You want to make sure you eat that part. Yeah, it's extra good for you. It makes you strong. And uh, what happened is a majority or a large portion of these Aborigines people that ate these kangaroo ended up dying from, you guessed it, radiation-induced sicknesses. Hmm. What a surprise. That is a really surprising thing. I I do find it a little bit surprising, though. There wasn't some know-it-all Aborigine, right, that was hanging out with this big group and of course, you got the main guy that's like, oh, hell yeah, like, I didn't want to cook dinner tonight, and boom, here you go, dinner's already cooked right here for me, and the guy's like, ah, oh, well, well, hold on, you know, let's, let's think about this for a second, have the gods ever done this before, and they're looking at him like, no, and it's like, okay, so why would they do it now, and the guy's like, I don't know, I, we're, we're, we're extra good, you know, like, we're, we deserve it, we did something fantastic, and it's like, okay, what did you do, what would you have done that would deserve Freshly cooked kangaroo on your doorstep right now, Jimmy. I always say thank you when I am being checked out at a grocery store. When they do all the nice stuff for me, which is ringing up my goodies and putting them in a bag. And I also, 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 I always ask them, how are you doing? (laughs) Every time. Do they... Do they ever respond without a glazed-over look in their eye like they want to die? No, that is how they respond every single time. <laughs> but deep down, <laughs> I know <laughs> that they appreciate it on some very low level of which you can only appreciate those small kindnesses so much uh, when you're working a soul-sucking job. <laughs> And how are you doing today? It's like I want to fucking die. Yeah, exactly. And I know that I know that's what they're thinking, but I'm, you know, I did. I just let them feel however they want to feel. I don't try to force anything onto them because I know exactly how they feel. Well, that's pretty nice of you, Jimmy. Uh, yeah. And so did, did, did I win? Did I pass the the dead kangaroo test? Did I? Is that good enough? I mean, that, I guess that qualify. I don't know if the Aborigines would have ever interacted with. A grocery store clerk. I, <laughs> of course I mean, not. I suppose the sentiment is there, though, and that's really what matters. And what would probably win over, uh, you know, the rest of the tribe's people in this uh, genuine display of empathy that you have shown me here now. So, yes, I, I think you win, Jimmy. I think you win yes, uh, your perfect. prize of radiated <laughs> kangaroo meat. Yes, it's what I've always wanted. <laughs> Ta-da! I've waited my entire life for this moment. You don't even have to say thank you for it. It's just there. Yeah, exactly. The God, the God's God. It's pretty fucking great. Oh. You know, the gods have smiled upon you this day. And uh, following that obnoxiously large boom and that bright light, you have free kangaroo. <laughs> well, it's like they like you say, you don't look a gift horse in the mouth. So these people were probably like, okay, we got to fucking eat this shit. Or our God's going to be fucking pissed yeah. that we didn't accept this offering. Damn. That's right. We gotta, damned if you, you do, know. damned if you don't. So Got to. Yeah. Got to. Yeah, no, Get to munching. Just... 
It's super sad. And for, I, th- I believe, a uh, Sundance film was actually made based on this story. I, think it's, I believe it's called Collisions. And it's a it's a VR experience. So if anyone's interested in learning more about it, there's uh, an individual named Nayari Morgan, who was a young man and actually witnessed the 1950 bomb that killed the kangaroos that caused all the people to get sick. And so he relays his story about how it affected him personally. And I think it's only like 17 minutes long or some shit. But supposedly, I haven't looked at it myself. Supposedly, if you have VR technology and you can view it, it looks very cool because they have these high-tech drones, essentially, that that were recording with 16 different cameras simultaneously. So you get a full 360 view of the location in which the bombs are dropped. Wow, that's pretty sweet. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Um, but also sounds terrifying and PTSD inducing. So, right, PTSD inducing for him. Yeah, sure. I don't. I don't think it would be much fun. But for the rest of us, we can, you know, have a nice, good, hard laugh. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> enjoy it. Pleasure of your living room. Oh man! And what about the part in the the VR experience when like you have to eat the kangaroo? <laughs> yeah, I don't then, want to do yeah. that. Just How do they get away with this shit? Like, what do they have to do as as a like recompense for for? It's almost as if the Aborigines aren't seen as a sovereign people, and people and you can just literally shit on them with no negative consequences. That's pretty shitty, man. That's pretty yeah. shitty indeed. Uh, I mean, I guess it. I don't even know. Like, I would say, like, let's let's hold them responsible. Let's make sure that they're taking care of the Aborigines or something like that. But I don't even know how to go about that. I don't know how how to how to express that in a logistical way. You know, how 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 we could even make that work. So, if anybody does have any ideas, please contact us. Uh, at uh, one of our many, many social media outlets, we would love to know the answer to these problems. What we need to do is we need Jean-Luc Picard to come because <laughs> that's essentially the synopsis of every episode is they go to some planet that's having some cultural struggle yep. between two groups and we can't find a way in order to make both groups happy feeling like sovereign entities that have control over the situation but through some finagling and space bullshit, every episode, they're able to make both sides see the humanity in each other and live together prosperously. Nice. Live long and prosper? Is that, is that what you're... That's nope. Just living prosperously, but that's that also fits the bill. <laughs> yeah, you're pretty much right. So... Uh, something that we're switching up a little bit for this episode. We are saving the silver linings until the end. Holy shit. What the fuck's wrong with us? We haven't done a single silver lining yet. It's okay. We were planning on it. Uh, yeah, we, this was planned. I saw it coming. Yeah. So, uh, so we're going to re- we're going to backtrack just a little bit and we're going to talk about the hitchbot and violence against technology. Uh, what's the silver lining in that? So, the silver lining for human beings being trash humans <laughs> and destroying poor defenseless robots that can't defend themselves is it's just proving to me once again 
that there is no hope for humanity <laughs> and that we shouldn't put any of our trust in them and that all we need to do is put our faith in our robot overlords and they will make sure that the highest per- percentage of people will be receiving the best care they possibly can with the resources that are available. Because if robots are anything, they are efficient. Yep. And I would much rather have robots calculating what is most beneficial for the largest proportion of people than having a bunch of rich assholes in control of my life. I'm down for a little bit of automated utilitarianism. That sounds pretty fantastic. Uh, well, sounds fantastic as long as I'm part of the majority. <laughs> uh, so, I don't know. The way that I see this, on one hand, sure, uh, a certain group of humans fucked up. Uh, that being the folks in Philadelphia that uh, decapitated the hitchbot and that drunken guy in California that uh, destroyed the nightbot. But I think uh, all in all, the tests in Canada and Germany show that that was actually a success, that human beings can in fact interact with uh, an automated being, even if it's so simplistic as that, as long as there is a certain amount of novelty to it or that they appreciate uh, the, the work and effort that was gone into it, uh, that had gone into it, it's possible. I mean, I, I guess what I'm saying is it's possible, at least in those locations. And when it comes to Americans being unable to positively interact with these automated beings, uh, it once again shows that America on a world stage is relatively immature, uh, even if it is just a, a small section of our demographic that is expressing these uh you know, these negative sociopathic behaviors. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, pretty much it's absolutely terrible. I know that if I had encountered the, the hitch bot and I had in any way, shape or form been able to move it from one location to another effectively, then I would be all about it. It sounds fantastic. I see no reason to rip his arms off. I, I wouldn't have ripped his arms off. I probably would have just took a picture of it and kept walking. Yeah. I mean, there's a possibility that I would have like checked it out for a second and see if I recognized any part of it that looked expensive and then I might've like taken a piece off of it. So then there's that, but that's pretty sad. So maybe, uh, yeah, maybe wealth inequality needs to be taken care of prior to fully automated, uh, everything's, I don't know. (laughs) Oh, look, uh, there's some copper wiring here. Why don't I just cut it out? Yep. Guess it doesn't need that. Uh, yeah, social experiment fails. Uh, okay, so... Wait, we didn't even talk about the aborigine sadness. Yeah, we didn't. So, silver lining for, uh, for some poor aborigines. Okay, so the silver lining for these poor aborigines that had the bomb dropped on their precious kangaroos and then ate them and got sick and died is that um, all the people have uh, access to capital and wealth can waste their capital on getting the collisions movie from the Sundance film, and they can watch this really cool VR experience of this man's tragic story. Oh, man. I can't. I can't. I can't. It's really fucking hard. Uh, So... (laughs) I mean, this is this is very much like a roundabout way, and it seems almost like an insult. Uh, but 
so the United Kingdom, <laughs> uh, as far as it's concerned, has no formal government compensation program for uh, nuclear weapons testing. Uh, that being said, uh, almost a thousand veterans of the Christmas Island nuclear nuclear test in the 1950s uh, are still engaged with legal action against the Ministry of Defense for negligence. So, at the very least, uh, there's a discourse about it, even if <laughs> they're not necessarily getting what they uh, deserve, and that a lot of these people have already died with absolutely no compensation whatsoever. That was not a silver lining. What, what the <laughs> fuck? Oh, God. I thought that was going to be a lot more positive, and then, like, the longer I, I read and thought, I was just like, this fucking bullshit. This is so much bullshit. Ugh. At least people are trying to get justice for these... No. No. It is... That's bogus. That's oh, shit. Uh, okay, God. so I got a, I got a silver lining. Okay. So, Wait. Uh, I'm going to do... Uh, I'm not even going to do a Google search. I know that there aren't any Australian superheroes that have have uh, <laughs> received superpowers <laughs> from the, nuclear... Uh, what you have to understand is that Australia only has one superhero, and it's basically Superman, but it's a kangaroo, yeah. and he got his powers from these nuclear bomb testings. Yep. So the radiation that would be this gave him super strength while killing all of his uh, siblings and other family members. Yeah, calling Joey the the <laughs> Joey the Jackalope or something like that. Joey the Jackalope. He, like, he has a, but he's a kangaroo. He can kick you so hard that you just fucking just turn uh, into. Oh, God. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> They'll call him something weird, Gyro Joey. That's some, pretty good. But it's like gyro spelled with a J instead of a G. Yeah. Yeah, as long as it's like uh, it's repetitious, right? That's that's what matters. Yeah, alliteration's key. Yeah, there you go. Oh man. I don't fucking know. Yeah, I don't know about that one. It it it's it's trash. It's bad. It's uh uh unforgivable well i'll tell you what like to to leave us on a, a little bit more of a little bit more of a happy note uh i do want to talk about heinrich hertz like real real quick i mean and granted like heinrich hertz one of the greatest uh inventors uh or uh, someone who discovered some very important scientific and mathematical uh things uh, about the natural universe uh of the late 1800s uh he said this one phrase, which is why I wanted to talk about him. <laughs> okay, I'm excited. In, in relation to his discovery of radio waves or wireless waves, as he called them, I do not think that the wireless waves I have discovered will have any practical application. <laughs> so on one hand, sad, <laughs> right? Like, oh, yeah. man, you know, like he, he totally missed out. Like it was – it was such an important discovery and he could have capitalized on it and, and you know, he, right. he could have at least talked up the fact that he had made one of the important discoveries that would go on to to assist us in communication and, and, um, and wireless data transfers and, and so on and so forth. Like, yeah, oh, man, the one of the single most important discoveries of our time, right? Right. Yeah, as far as telecommunication goes and also the way in which we receive entertainment. Yeah. I, I I can't imagine American society without first the radio and then later television, which are both directly dependent on radio waves for 
transmitting the signals. So uh, can you imagine American society without radio or television? It would certainly be quite a bit different, uh, which is why – and granted, like we're reading about Heinrich Hertz, so – uh, he, this was not his lone discovery. Like he, he had many other important discoveries, and I think he led a uh, uh, a very academic and uh, well, I wouldn't say full life because he certainly did die early. But uh, thirty six, yeah. <laughs> uh, but we do recognize him for the fact. So he might not have thought it was important, but. We do recognize him as, as being the discoverer of that important phenomenon uh, and ultimately give him credit for it. So I, I read a little, bit, a little bit further. So when they, they asked him what the uh, if there were any applications for his discovery, his response to that was nothing, I guess. <laughs> it was like they were trying to fish more out of him after he said it was like absolutely useless. They're like, well, come on. Isn't there like anywhere? Is there anything it can be applied to? And he's like, nothing, I guess. Oh, man. <laughs> that's so sad for someone to yeah discover something that's so influential and like and die before he got to see any of the applications for it. Yeah. You get to experience one of them. Oh, yeah. I wonder what its response would have been. Oh, my God. He probably would have just been like, oh, yeah. You know, just like, oh, <laughs> I guess I guess you could do that. Yeah. yeah. But then oh. people will watch TV all day. That's no good. You can't have yeah, it's that. Not, it's not beneficial. How are they going to discover more useless radio waves if they're watching TV all the time? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> oh, man. Oh jeez. Uh, well, uh, I think that's that. That about wraps it up. What's uh, what's got you sad, Jimmy? What's got? Well, we got to talk about the silver lining for uh, Henry Kurtz and his. It's in and of itself. Uh, he discovered. Yeah, that's true. Great. We recognize him yeah. for it. He's that's fantastic. Fair. I don't know. Like, it. if you can think of another one, you know, lay it on me. No, you're right. Yeah, you got it. Killed it. Hell yes. Um. So the. Thing that I'm sad about is that I, I really thought that when I was in my 20s that I would be over such mundane uh, things to make my life more annoying, such as back knee. I thought like I wouldn't <laughs> get acne on my back anymore. I thought that after I was done going through puberty that that just wouldn't be a nuisance I would have to deal with in my adult life. But nope, you can. I'm sure that if I could read Braille, there's an entire novel back there that. It's just waiting to be read, but uh, yeah, that's all. It, sure. That's the only thing that's really bothering me out right now. Man, that's okay. <laughs> I like I get like back hair sometimes. I hate that shit. Back hair. Yeah, it's mm. part of it's part of growing old, and uh, yeah, like I don't know, like I I think it's it's not it's not nearly as bad as like like seeing like your body break down. But mm-hmm. even so, I don't know. I don't really have a whole lot to be sad about. I think you. I think you got me here. You win the sad prize. I win. I <laughs> win. There's need to be some prize here. We need to like get incorporate some kind of like the saddie. Like who won the saddie for? I don't know. Yep. The saddest. The saddest of sad peoples. Uh, yeah, you get like a a little frowny face instead of a gold star. Exactly. Oh, it, it's just like it's just like the the crying emoji, but in gold. 
Yep. <laughs> oh. I love it. Yeah, it's pretty great. All right, man. Well, uh, I guess we can tell them where they can find us. I suppose so. All right, everyone. Uh, if you um have some shit that you're fucking sad about and want to dump it on somebody else that aren't your close friends or relatives that you're tired of dumping your sad shit on, feel free to dump that sad shit on us. And you can do so by messaging us on Facebook. You can find us at Cynic Empowerment there by searching there. Uh, you can also email us at cynicempowerment at gmail.com. Same name as the show, just with the at gmail at the end there. And you can also tweet at us at cynicempowerme1. We would love to hear from you. If there is a t- topic that we haven't discussed yet, uh, yet you would like to hear us talk about, be sure to uh, send us a message, and uh, we'd, we'd love to hear from you. And even if it's uh, something we have already talked about, you want to give us your opinion on it or your your criticisms or, or what have you, correct us on, on something. Uh, I'm glad you all are listening. That's basically all I wanted to say. You know, you guys are great, and uh, we're glad that you're taking part in this little community that we've taken upon ourselves to build. And uh, we're glad you're here. You know, we're, we're glad that you're enjoying it. And... Uh, we look forward to hearing more from you. Absolutely. It's like I always say, Tim, when you're here, you're here. <laughs> that's a redundant <laughs> phrase. <laughs> and you're totally that, right. that's, what I, that's what I associate with this podcast, Cynic Empowerment. It's just, you know, when you're here, you're here. You're, 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 you've joined us for this miserable ride of sadness, and we take you through the downs and the downs and eventually we find that little that little server lining that represents some kind of positivity ah it, it's disgusting i don't even want to say it i don't even want to say that word mm-hmm. represents a little little glimmer of hope positivity and we share it with you our our avid listeners you beautiful beautiful people that's right and we thank you. Thank you for being here. I'm feeling a little, little nostalgic, Jimmy. You know, like I'm, I'm glad. How many, how many months has it been? Holy shit, it's been ten months. It's been ten months. So we're we're approaching the, we're approaching the year mark. So those of you that have been with us from day one, thank you. Yeah, thank you. Thank you so much. You are, you are the reason why we still wake up in the morning filled with cynic awfulness and (laughs) (laughs) just general bad feelings (laughs) you do it to us yeah you're a fault so thank you (laughs) yeah thank you so much well everybody keep your head up and we will catch you next time yeah go hug a robot show show a robot that you care or certainly don't just like beat the shit out of it yeah like it to do any any kind of robot will do. Hug hug your your phone, your Alexa, mm-hmm. your microwave, toaster. It does, doesn't matter. It, it just just go hug a robot. I think you have to be pretty forceful when you order Alexa around, right? Like she doesn't respond to uh, you know f- flippant words. You have to you have to be pretty direct, right? You have to Alexa, uh, Alexa. <laughs> <laughs> how do you how do you say how do you get Alexa's attention? <laughs> you said, 
<laughs> how do you, how would you go? How would you get Alexis' attention? Jesus. <laughs> why, wait, why are you asking me? I just want you to yell Alexa. <laughs> well, why? <laughs> Alexa! Hey, Alexa! <laughs> She's not paying attention. <laughs> God damn it. You gotta fucking yell at her. <laughs> yeah. It's gotta be really rude and... No, be nice to your robots. So I was trying to get at... Okay. I, it's justified. I'm, I'm nice to the ro- Especially the ones that deliver you pizza and occasionally shoot foam discs at you. I hate you. Do, 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 do. <laughs> I uh, but yeah, I hula hooped for a beer last night, Tim. Yeah, I saw. That's pretty great. <laughs> oh, we were at Jimmy. What's that? I'm so proud of you. Thank you.